Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Hope you had a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Alex, we're 46 days till Inauguration Day for President Joe Biden. Boy, that's good to, good to say. Uh, but, of course, the crazy continues. So, what's up next? Oh, man. Well, the biggest thing is if you buy two advent calendars, you go through one, and then you start one on the 26th. I saw this on Twitter. It'll be like opening a chocolate every day until Joe Biden's inaugurated. Oh, so, so it's like countdown with chocolate. So yeah. it's another 26 days at that point? Yeah. Hey, yeah. cool. Highly recommend. Um, let's go to Georgia. The runoffs there are still heating up, obviously, and I don't even want to know how much money they've spent. But uh, it sounds like Trump's heading down to Georgia this weekend to campaign for both Leffler and Purdue. And then I think we got a national debate Sunday night to cap it off. A pretty big weekend. What are you expecting to happen? Yeah, I think that debate between uh, Warnock and Leffler is going to be uh, a pretty good one. Uh, it's Sunday night, and it's going to come the day after Trump uh, does a rally. Pence is in uh, uh, Georgia today uh, as we as, as you listen to this on Friday. Uh, uh, so, look, uh, they're throwing everything at it, but it's really kind of confusing, I think, to, particularly on the Republican side. Um, uh, you know, you've got Republican officials begging, begging the president to stop with all his threats and rhetoric because they're afraid of oh, they're getting death threats and everything else. You've got Loeffler and Purdue having to stick with the the president about all the, you know, attacking other Republican officials in the state because the secretary of state was incompetent or in on the corruption and the stealing. Um, it's just been a pretty uh, uh, amazing mess on the Republican side in terms of all of its dampening turnout. You already There's already been a poll out that shows a number of Republicans are saying that they're not going to vote because they don't want to vote in a a corrupt election. So, you know, they listen to Trump and at the same time, Trump has got to say, vote for these people. It's bizarre. Just bizarre. New poll today, by the way, had, I, I want to say Warnock was running a little ahead of Ossoff, but both of them were in the lead. I think Ossoff was up two. Warnock was, he might've been up seven. Yeah, that was, that was the poll that said that there were a number of Republicans that were saying either they weren't going to vote or that they weren't sure about voting for Leffler or or Purdue. I mean, part of what's going on, you have a lot of Trump voters who who are with Trump because he wants to drain the, you know, they wanted to drain the swamp. And here you've got the two biggest swamp creatures with investor trading and um, and they're lousy candidates anyway. Uh, and at the same time, you have this back and forth civil war going on within the Republican Party. Trump denouncing the governor, uh, Republican governor, the Republican secretary of state, the Republican election officials, uh, telling everybody that, that the election was stolen. But by the way, I'm here at a rally, I guess on Sunday, telling you what? I think there, there are all kinds of reports that Republicans in Georgia, Republican office holders, officials are petrified about what, what Trump might say and how it might further uh, confuse and depress uh, Republican turnout. And look, I think this whole thing, I know they're spending, both sides are going to spend 100, 100 million oh, easy. each, easy. at least more. Uh, they could end up spending a half a billion on TV ads by the time this thing is done. Crazy, insane. But I think that's all wasted money. I don't think this is a, 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 a persuasion election. I don't think it's anything but absolute, all out 
turnout your vote election. And I think in that sense, Stacey Abrams, Fair Fight Action, the OSIF campaign, Wardock's campaign, the Democratic Party as a whole, and I think those independents that came out because of that energy uh, with Democrats, I think that energy is still there. Th- those folks pulled off turning the state blue for Biden and getting two Democrats into a runoff. And so I think they're, they're pretty fired up and, and haven't, haven't missed a beat. At the same time, then, you still have on the Republican side uh, a bunch of, I, I still, we don't even know for sure whether that Trump surge in rural Republican areas that came out because he was on the ballot, will they vote, even if there wasn't any confusion right. going on, even if this, he wasn't attacking the vote there, are they going to vote when he's not on the ballot? They certainly didn't do that in 2018 when he wasn't on the ballot. So I just think there's lots of reasons still um, to think that this isn't going to go well in terms of the Republicans regenerating that same kind of turnout that they had on November 3rd. I think there's lots of reasons to think Democrats uh, uh, can. And I think, um, you know, even Trump going down there, I think that's more likely to inflame um, Democratic voters uh, and encourage them and energize them to vote as much as it may confuse his own voters if he's still attacking you know, saying that it was fraudulent, that vote by mail was, that the thing was rigged. Uh, why would you vote, want to vote uh, in a rigged election? And then there's still other people, I think, on the Republican side who, I, who let's be honest about it, uh, if they're honest with themselves, know after three counts, including a hand recount, that it it's, he's lying to him. It's not right. fraud. So I think there's all kinds of reasons it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, I think this weekend, uh, there could be a lot of hilarity, um, in what goes on and a lot of confused reports. Well, I saw also with the Georgia election systems, they actually have a full paper ballot backup system that has been counted obviously multiple times now. Yeah. It's not just some Dominion computer thing. And if you look at what other Republicans, both national, there's a really big disconnect, I think, between what national Republicans yeah, and Georgia big, big, Republicans big are saying, dis- right? Yeah, big disconnect yeah. is better than good disconnect but, Yeah, in terms of just... You've got... On the one hand, you've got one of the lawyers, uh, whose name I can't remember, saying, like, uh, don't vote, sit this one out until they stand up for Trump. You've got some Florida Republicans trying to get people to illegally register vote in Georgia. But then you've got, uh, I want to say, the election official Gabriel Sterling, I think is his name, who's like, guys, whoa, 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 you're going to get people killed. And we have audio of that right now. Mr. President. It looks like you likely lost the state of Georgia. We're investigating. There's always a possibility. I get it. And you have the rights to go through the courts. What you don't have the ability to do, and you need to step up and say this, is stop inspiring people to commit potential acts of violence. Someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get shot. Someone's going to get killed. And it's not right. Yeah, this just shows how crazy this whole thing has gotten, where you have a Republican election official begging the president to stop. It's not just the, 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 you know, creating depressed vote and, and making people wonder if, uh, if it was stolen or not, but that there's actually, you know, real violence and death threats and things like that that are going on because of the president's rhetoric. And now to, today, the president is asked, demanding that they check all the signatures 
on the mail-in ballots and said I th- and said that if they won't do that, then how can you know whether the next election for the Senate will be right. will, won't be rigged? Well, it just shows a basic, total, complete misunderstanding of how that all worked. Those signatures were checked twice before the ballot was counted. They checked the signature twice, two independent checks. And then to protect the right to privacy, it's a secret ballot. They removed the ballot from the envelope permanently so that you will never be able to know how how Alex voted, um, where he voted, right? I mean, that's the whole reason you have a secret ballot. So there isn't any way that that the the legislature, anybody, the election officials, there's no way to put that back together. It's impossible, and there's a good reason for it. It's the way it's the way state law works. It's the way voting works. It's the way all of us have the secret ballots. I mean, ballot. I mean, some of us don't even tell our our spouse how we voted. It's that private a, a thing. And here is Trump basically demanding that they do that um, when there's no way they could. And frankly, they've counted them three times. And as you pointed out, Alex, they have paper backup and they counted the paper ballots by hand. And it was like ridiculously the same in terms of little variation, you know, a few votes here and one vote there. But almost exactly how the machines right. had counted, how the Dominion machines had counted them. There was no difference at all. In fact, it was within the statistical variance of of uh, any time you recount. Uh, but, by the way, if they recounted every one of those ballots again by hand, they'd come up with a different number. Right, I mean, just because of yeah, three or four votes. It's just the way it is. It's just you can't you can't ever get the same count twice. Very rarely happens. Well, I want to say Raffensperger, the, sec- the Republican Secretary of State, said that they weren't going to do the signature check without a court order, and there is no way that they're getting a court order anytime soon. Well, they could. They can't do the signature check. Yeah. It's not possible. Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. It, 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 even if you found um, bad signatures, you could never go back and figure out what ballots those those came from. It just doesn't work that way. It's just. It's another. You know. Trump, wild card, crazy, disruptive, and anti-democratic uh, rant, uh, and that's what I think people are afraid of when he goes down there on Sunday. Right? What the hell is this guy going to say that's going to both protect his, you know, narcissistic need to have won and have it been stolen from him at the same time? Say they're going to steal it again. But you should vote for these two. And by the way, you know, I wanted to drain the swamp, but I'm out here campaigning for two swamp creatures that insider traded, made themselves a bunch of money. And during the whole thing, whole time, didn't want to extend unemployment benefits or give you $600 to help you through uh, this this rough time that, boy, I had nothing to do with. We had a great job. Remember when I told you it was going to go to 15 to zero? Uh, look at the great job we've done. I mean, this is really going to be a a circus on Sunday. The debate Sunday, and Pence is there Friday. Today. That's right. So uh, it's going to be, it's you know, all eyes on Georgia. But I don't think any of them are going to be good for the Republicans. I think it's just going to be more disruption, more depression. And by the way, a lot of those Republican voters are going to be just depressed that he that he's a loser. 
you know, that he lost. Right. Uh, so do they turn out? It's going it, to, the other group that may be interesting to me is look, I do think a lot of those suburban women voted for Biden. Uh, they, you know, we saw this in Alabama where Republican women were very, you know, people have no idea how bad the Democratic brand is in a lot with a lot of voters in the South. And particularly these suburban Republican women would kind of spit out the word Democrat like it was poison right. when they said, I can't believe it. I, I think I, I might actually vote for a Democrat um, and sort of sputter it out for the first time in my life. Um, I think a lot of those women voted for Biden because they were sick of the chaos and division uh, of Trump um, and then voted Republican for Loeffler and Purdue. And the question is, do those Loeffler-Purdue votes come out? I mean, particularly with Trump there screaming at everybody that it's a, it, it was all a fraud and, by, and, and I want you to vote. These are my people. It's, it's going to be, I think there are different groups that are going to have different, it, I have big questions about whether he's going to be able to generate that kind of turnout. And do those people who voted for Biden and then voted straight Republican, do they come out for these two, you know, kind of swamp creature, in, uh, uh, insider traders uh, with all this commotion about whether their vote's going to be really counted or not anyway? I think, it, I think, uh, this is not, I don't think Trump is going to be the same kind of help he was on November 3rd. So Joe, putting yourself in, in the shoes of Asaf and, and Warnock for a minute, and obviously there's going to be even a bigger ad blitz moving forward. Are you going positive or are you going negative if you're them? Well, I think, look, they've got to give the, uh, 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 you know, you're going to spend all this money. I think it's, it's better, uh, to, to make sure you have a positive uh, message. I think Osef has done a really good job of, of that. So has Warnock, but I think Osef in particular has done a really good job of talking about COVID, um, the economic uh, uh, needs of people uh, and healthcare and moving that forward. But I, to be honest with you, I mean, and look, I think the negatives on Loeffler and Purdue are pretty clear um, and they've been getting hammered as, you know, and, and should be seen as the swamp creatures that they are. But in the end, I still think it doesn't matter. I, I think give them both sides a billion dollars to spend on TV, whacking the living daylights out of each other. I think this is going to come out to one thing and one thing only. Who can replicate or get as close as possible to replicating what they were able to turn out uh, on November 3rd? And I keep saying this, if you said to me today, hey, one party's going to get 80% of its November 3rd turnout, and the other one's going to turn out 75% of its November 3rd turnout, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to, to not bet that it would be the Democrats that would be able to be, be get closer right. to that number than the Republicans. And I don't think um, all the negative attacks are really going to to work that are, are, are not going to, you know, people may stay home because of it. Like I said, if you were a, a Biden uh, Purdue voter, do you really come out for Purdue um, when you've learned more and more about this insider trading stuff and it gets worse every day? Uh, now it turns out he bought Pfizer stock right before <laughs> Pfizer announced the vaccine. I mean, you know, it's just pretty, pretty amazing. So I think that 
the interesting thing is Loeffler's going to debate Warnock on Sunday. And what's fascinating to me is that Purdue is refusing to in, uh, debate with Osaf. And, you know, that's just like, it's it, he's a chicken, right? right. And, the, and the Trump voters, what Trump voters really like about Trump is he's a strong man. He, when would Trump back down from a debate? Against who? Are you kidding right. me? I mean, he would wade in there and he would just pound the living daylights out of whoever it was and let the chips fall where they may. Look what he did. He'd go into the Biden debates and just keep pounding, 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 even though it was hurting him. He would do it. And here's Purdue being a chicken by avoiding debating Osaf. So while Loeffler, uh, I, you know, give her credit, she's willing uh, to de- debate Warnock. But first of all, she's got to debate Warnock the day after Trump does whatever the crazy stuff he's going to do. Remember, he just did the 46 minutes of pure crazy right. from, the, that was from wild. the White House. Wild. Um, so now he gets up and does that. Now she's got to defend any crazy thing he said or did and get asked about, well, he said it's a fraud. Do you think it's a fraud? She's going to have to sit there and say, yes, it's a fraud. They need to recount the votes. Do you agree with him that the Republican officials were in on it? If she says, no, they weren't, she's screwed. I mean, people, I just think, well, first of all, if she says, no, they weren't, they weren't in on it, they counted them fairly, what are the Trump voters, what Trump voters going to vote for her? And if she sits there and goes, oh, you you know, just sort of buys in completely, that's problematic for, I think, a lot of the independents and people she needs to, to, to make sure those, those, those Biden Luffler women that I'm talking about, are they really going to, going to vote for her after she does that? So I think the debate uh, for her is going to be is going to hurt her, and I think her doing that debate is going to hurt Purdue because he won't debate, and she's going to she's going to make him look like a chicken. So the latest in this seemingly endless Trump saga is that he's actually considering launching his 2024 campaign. Yeah, I know, shaking your head, I am too. During Biden's inauguration. Uh, one, and I just can't believe I'm about to read this quote, Republican told Axios, no one's going to let him have a free press in the primary. Are you buying that? No. Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, first of all, it would be totally Trump to hold a big rally uh, on the day of the inauguration uh, to sort of be the big deal that gets reported on. Uh, uh, you know, so that's totally him. And we we can't count on him doing it, but we we you know it's likely to to be true that that's what he's planning to do. Uh, but whoever said that's out of their mind. Look, what, oh, you're we're not going to give him a free pass in the primary. Oh wow, really, really? The guy just lied constantly, like twenty gazillion times. Three hundred thousand people. Nearly 300,000 people are dead. Pick, pick anything that he did well, the, you know, the, the whole way. Uh, good people on both sides. Uh, you, you know, just, oh, the entire election's been stolen. Uh, fraud. The whole, every single thing this guy did for the last three and a half years. And 85, 90% approval in the Republican Party today. And what 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 are you going to do to not give him a free pass? What attack do you think right. is going to what lie is he going to tell 
that you think is going to dissuade uh, the Republican base from being enthralled with him. That I mean, it's just like laughable that they think that. I mean, 74 million voters voted for him. And now you're going to get tough with him and, and that'll stop them from supporting him? That's crazy. Look, he, this guy, If he, I, I said this uh, back in July of 2016, that Donald Trump, the Republican Party had him as, until he didn't want to play anymore, that he was going to be around as long as he wanted to. Um, and I think that's completely the case. He is going, anybody who thinks he won't be involved in big rallies, uh, supporting some candidate uh, for the Senate in primaries in key states or governor in key states, you know, whether it's Texas or North Carolina, the Burr seat is going to be up. He's going to endorse somebody in that primary. And, and anybody, or the entire primary is going to be about who can, like the, by the way, like the, the Collins Loeffler primary was in Georgia, who could be the, the, the stronger Trumpy, right? That's what that whole primary was about. Well, they're going to have a bunch of those in 2022, and Trump's going to be the decider who he gets behind and who he supports. So he's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep doing those rallies. He's keep going to keep building that um, that fundraising money for his leadership pack to keep him fully funded uh, to fly around, live his lifestyle, and do it uh, uh, campaigning, selling merch. All that stuff's going to keep happening. And I think the only thing is, so if it left to his own devices or or up to his party, because it's his party now, he, there is nothing that's going to change that. The only things that are going to change that are the Southern District of, who could possibly change it, the Southern District of New York or some other charges and indictments. Uh, and I don't know that those are going to happen, but that that might slow him up. But even then, he'll just be talking about the, 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 the investigations and the charges and the indictments are just revenge and more of the deep state coming after him. And so I, who knows if that'll even work until he, you know, until he's, uh, something is actually uh, charged and he's actually uh, in court. And we still don't know. I have no idea where the Southern District of New York or the uh, New York AG is uh, on any of this. But that's one thing that might do it. It's not going to be the Republican Party. And the only other thing might that might do it would be the massive amount of money that he owes that are coming, the debt that's coming due uh, in the next 18 months or so for him, uh, over $400 million. But I'm not even sure that's uh, going to stop him because I think he's going to be able to raise, he's already raised $170 million for the leadership pack since election day. And that, that was, that even that information's old. I'm sure it's, uh, you know, millions more. He's going to keep doing that. Um, and he's always been a master, I think, of, screwing his debtors. I mean, outmaneuvering them, making it so bad for them to, 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 to move on him that they'll lose even more money. Um, and so look, I think, uh, uh, the, the, I, I think there are some things that might stop him, but I don't think it's the Republican party. They'll be the last people on earth, uh, to go against him. Well, if you want any sense of how he's going to act, look at how he, tr he's been treating Bill Barr this week, right? Yeah, I mean that's the the whole point here. Bill Barr, are you kidding me? He's been 
every step of the way, whether it was to wreck the, the Mueller investigation, to wreck the Mueller report, and, 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 uh, uh, and then, you know, name Durham. He did it again. Just name Durham again as a special counsel. It's going to be alive and well and living and uh, mucking in, uh, up uh, the Biden presidency. Uh, he, he did everything that, that, that Trump could possibly want except except he muttered the words there was no fraud and because right. of that he you know now geez there's only seven weeks left to go in the presidency but maybe maybe Barr is going to get fired so you know that's my point he if you're a candidate if you're three or four candidates in, in North Carolina right now planning to run for the Republican nomination for bar for a, a Burr seat because uh, Burroughs said he's not going to run for re-election. If you're doing that, um, you're going to have to. Um, you, it's going to be a race to see who can, who's more like Trump. And here's the problem: Trump's indicted. Let's even go that like, like three or four months, five months into 2021, he's indicted on on charges. You're going to have to say that it when he says it's a it's it's revenge and they're coming after me. I want to meet the candidate in North Carolina and the Republican side. He says, no, no, he deserves to be indicted. He should go to jail. Right. Right? Not right. going to happen. They're going to have to defend him and say and mimic and, 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 and parrot whatever the hell he's saying about those charges. Um, and I think anybody who doesn't defend him in that primary is going to have problems. Well, you know, you mentioned North Carolina. Uh, I believe his daughter, Laura, is openly courting a run there right now so that might get even weirder yeah but that's true but but my point is pick your state pick your race pick tell me the three or four republicans that are running for the nomination for that governor's seat or that or that uh senate seat or that house seat and then tell me which of them is are going to be the ones saying oh yeah that indictment those charges are really serious uh you know versus it's you know, it's it's this is just them, the deep state coming after our, you know, our our dear leader, Donald Trump. And um, I think that that split, that problem is going to exist all the way through 2022, even if even if charges are brought. All right, let's move on uh, for a few weeks now. We have kind of used this time to talk about Democrats in disarray or us freaking out about something or some of the infighting. We're not doing that today. Joe, I want your take on what you make of Biden's first few cabinet picks. I think Biden is assembling the cabinet. Uh, we need to get through the crisis and through the through what he knows is going to be an incredibly brutal and tough presidency. Um, uh, I think Biden knows how perilous this moment is for the country. Um, he's, you know, he's clearly sticking to COVID in the economy, kitchen table issues. Um, and those issues are good for, de for the Democratic Party writ large, uh, particularly going into 2022. If, if uh, the, the vaccine is distributed uh, and the economy is turning. Uh, but I think he's making appointments based on who he thinks truly is going to help get through this crisis. I mean, and he was there in 2009 um, with the Great Recession. He knows um, how, and by the way, there's, a, there's not a whole lot of ammunition 
um, in, you know, it, it's not like um, there's tons of money or that the Fed hasn't kept interest rates at zero or any of that stuff. It's not like they can lower interest rates. There's not a whole lot. Uh, it's got to be a very, very smart plan that gets us out of this and keeps and gets the economy and everything going again. By, by the way, and also through the entire period where we won't have a vaccine um, for the first three or four months uh, of his presidency. I mean, it'll be out there, but it won't be, you know, across the country. He's, I think it's really important. Like when you look at Janet Yellen, I mean, that's who you would want in this situation, in this crisis, in, in Treasury. I think he knows how uh, how important it's going to be to repair uh, diplomacy and to build any faith in being able to trust uh, our diplomats and the, what they say and what and whether we're really going to try to build alliances again and things like that. I mean, people, I think, don't understand. I mean, that's why I think Blinken was picked as Secretary of State. He's he's exactly that person that might be able to to help Biden do that. Uh, build that trust back. But, you know, it's, 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 we keep thinking about, well, look at all the damage Donald Trump did overseas, you know, uh, breaking up our, our allies, uh, breaking up our alliances, North Korea, China, all the stuff that he's done. But you got to think about this. All our allies have got to be sitting there right now and seeing the same thing that we all know. They're looking out over there and they, yeah, I, you know, Biden, we know him uh, and Blinken, we know him. But explain something to me. 74 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. And so how do how do you now you're talking you want to build alliances and things like four years from now? How do we have any faith that the American people won't do something that crazy again? So I think. You know, again, our diplo our diplomats, they're going to have a very tough job. And not only that, morale in the State Department's a disaster right now. The same at Justice after Barr, um, the you know rank and file frontline prosecutors, agents uh, that have just been demoralized by all the attacks, uh, including on in the intelligence community, all the attacks that Trump laid laid down, and and how uh, Barr politicized the Justice Department. So I think. Biden, I don't really think that he's sitting there looking at anything other um, than what he needs to get this country out of the crisis and to rebuild uh, the government, uh, different departments, morale. And that's why I think his picks have been pretty uh, aimed at, at just that. I don't think he's been caving to pressure I think he's been looking uh, beyond the, the, the headlines at, at what he knows is going to be a tough, perilous presidency, including a Senate, which is either we we won't have by a couple of votes, or if we do have it, will be by one vote. Um, he understands that, that that that's one of the reasons I don't think he, he it's not so much that Chris Coons wouldn't be a great secretary of state. It's that Blinken fits that what he needs. And what he also needs is somebody like Coons with real relationships with Republican senators who might be able to pull one or two of them over on key things. Um, and so I think he's he's really thought this. It's clear to me that they, are, they, they were very disciplined in the 
during the primaries, very disciplined during the general, and I think he is putting together, again, in the transition, they've been very disciplined about how to think about uh, people like, like I said, the pick between Coons and, and, and Blinken, for example, they made exactly the right, he made exactly the right decision. And I think that's going to happen in the remaining uh, picks as well uh, for defense and justice, uh, uh, interior, and, and uh, uh, the, the, the rest of those that haven't been picked yet. I, don't, I do not, I think he's listening to people. Um, I think he des- definitely has shown uh, his willingness uh, to break barriers with uh, the women that he's picked. Uh, and with uh, a lot of the uh, people of color, the whole the entire women's communications team. Um, but I don't think that's what's driving. I think he's picking them because they're the best person for that or that they're the best team that he can put out there. And that's what he knows he's going to need uh, if he's going to uh, uh, succeed. This is he, he knows he may only have two years. Uh, right. You know, he was there when when they fought the the great recession in the first two years and, and then lost the house in the midterm in 2010. He knows that's likely, uh, particularly given how, how close the margin of the house is. So I think he's, he's going to try to put people in place, uh, ignore the noise, stay disciplined. I think it's an impressive team. Uh, you know, people can call out picks uh, and they don't like this one or the, this wing doesn't like that, or we need more of this. Go ahead. But uh, we're in good hands. And I think it's, you know, we should be helping him confirm the people he wants. Uh, I, you know, I'm sort of for let Joe Biden be Joe Biden and let him pick right. the people he needs to have around him. Every president deserves that. So, Joe, the one appointee that's been getting a lot of buzz has been near attendance so far. Um, what do you make of that? You know, I, I think if he wants Neera Tandon, he should ha- have the right to put her up. Uh, and I think, again, this is my point about, you know, this wing not liking that person or that wanting somebody else over here. Um, this is a, a crisis. OMB is going to be really important. And that, that's who he wants in that position. I know her. Uh, she's been out there a long time uh, helping get to this moment. You know, she may not be you know, some wings cup of tea or pure or whatever. I just don't think it's the time to be worried about that. We should be helping him confirm the people he wants. And we're no one's, we're not going to be, I'm not going to be happy with everybody he picks. No one is. Uh, And certainly the Republicans aren't going to be happy with any of them, which is also part of the problem. Uh, He's got to appoint people that can get confirmed in positions that, you know, require Senate confirmation or actually, or he's going to end up having a bunch of acting folks like Trump did. So I think this is a lot more complicated than people, you know, it's easy to, when you're in this campaign mode that we've been in to like, I want to, you know, to, to sort of push your, your view. But when you finally elect the president, uh, he's the president, he's the leader of the country right now. And we should let him do that. I mean, people who talk about, oh, God, please don't uh, appoint a Republican member of the cabinet. I mean, get you know, here's a guy. He hasn't done that. I don't know that he will. But if he wants to, he should. We got to bring the country together. There's going to be progressives, pure progressives in the, you know, in the government. And they're going to be moderates. And they're going to be some that are pro-business. And there's going to be people that, that are 
sitting there and saying we've got to get tougher on businesses, tougher on their taxes and things. But he's the one who's going to be driving this train. He should be able to put the people in that he can count on to get his his agenda passed. And and again, everybody in the party right now who wants, you know, a 10 on a 0 to 10 scale of what they want needs to understand we're going to get a 2, maybe a 3 on everything because we don't have 57 seats in the Senate. Right. And that's just, and we only have four or five seat margin in the house. It's just so uh, this is all going to be pretty important in terms of what the administration, the one thing we've got now is the administration. That means not having Barr politicizing the Justice Department, instead having an attorney general who actually respects and will defend and fight for the Voting Rights Act. I mean, the, the, that's what I'm saying, that just that change in the administration, him putting people in, he knows he can trust carry his agenda, that's going to be important while he works with the Senate and the House to get legislation through where we're going to get that legislation through on two or three votes if we're lucky. And that's going to require compromise with Republicans. That's just the way it's going to be. And if he succeeds, then we may have a big chance in 2022 to build on it. But that's what we have to aim for. So, hey, thanks for listening to That Trippy Show. Reminder, if you have a question, uh, and we really do need some to get submitted, please submit them on iTunes in the reviews. And while you're there, uh, give us a rating. Uh, Also, you can email us at thattrippyshow at gmail.com. Email us your your comments or questions, uh, and hopefully next Friday we'll have a few. Uh, and pick one um, to answer. So see you next Friday. We're back regularly every Friday now. Uh, we took a little break over Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a good one. Um, and have, it's going to be a, a, a crazy ride between now and the inaugural uh, and, and Georgia. And we'll be around through all that. Thanks a lot. And now, a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. And today's forecast, expect a steady breeze with a 100% chance of twisting down those country back roads gleefully on your motorcycle. Some will want you, others will want to be you, and animals everywhere will yearn for opposable thumbs just to work that throttle like you do. (laughs) Oh, nature's cruel design. That's your forecast, back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with 24-7 roadside assistance from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage.